praise the galaxy because the first ever Star Wars live action show has arrived, The Mandalorian. We're breaking down chapter one right now, so don't go away. I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz. <laughs> we made it! We made it! The wait is finally over. The Mandalorian has arrived. I have my number one draft picks in the house right now to break down this show on AfterBuzz TV every week. So before we dive into the episode, I will start with myself. I'm Steph Sabra, a.k.a. Master Sabra, a.k.a. Chewbacca's daughter. So excited to be here. And let me preface by throughout um, each episode, you'll get to know more about us and our love for Star Wars, our characters, our movies. And I, to my left, is Rilo Ren, Ryan Nilsson. The force is strong with this (laughs) We have all got matching sweatshirts, y'all. The Mandalorian is out. We have waited years for this. Star Wars gang gang. And to his left, Grand Admiral Zia. Zia Anderson in the building. You guys, I'm so excited to nerd out about this. I don't have that many people I can talk to about it. So the fact that you're all here is like, (gasps) I'm so pumped. Zia is, um, and to, uh, I'm about to introduce to her left, this is our Marvel (laughs) panel. So they know all things Marvel, but they are also massive, massive Star Wars fans like Ryan and I. Grand Moff Christian, Christian Blatt. Hello, everyone. Yes, uh, I was born a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And I've loved Star Wars my whole life. I've liked Star Wars for years longer than I liked Marvel. I will tell you that. Right oh now. wow! That's what's cool about before. this panel. We yeah. have a generational Star Wars fan base right yes. now. We are all part of kind of a different subgroup of fans. So, but we've all arrived at the same time to be talking about this live action show. So, what a day to celebrate! And um, we will be covering it on yes. Fridays, starting this Friday, because that's when the next episodes will be appearing. So today is our special day with um, episode one, chapter one. So how we'll do it is we'll break it down. Zia is going to introduce some of our characters. We'll talk about it, and then we'll go into the plot from there, what happened, that big reveal at the end. Ryan will present our special segment. Yes, your carbon eye moment of the episode. And we want you guys to participate in that, so give them a little... Yes, the carbon I moment is that moment in the episode where you were just like, I am all in. This is it. Star Wars, what gave you that feeling that you're back in a galaxy far, far away? What gave you that feeling that, wow, we are watching new Star Wars content and I am all in on this show what was your Carmen I moment? Yes, and then Zia will be sharing our news and gossip, which each week it will be juicy because we are, I mean, Star Wars is just loading up right oh, now. Yeah. We have so much exciting news in the Star Wars galaxy. And then Christian will be our man in the live chat. Black I'm, chat. Uh, I'm manning the communications, and there's a few familiar faces in there. Eric yes. Cochran, Monica Edwards, a few other people. So hi, hi everyone. And uh, hey. let us know what you thought of the episode. And also... Did you have trouble logging in? Because some people uh, did, too. Yeah, <laughs> so I let us to... know if you had trouble watching and how long it took. Uh, I had no problem. Apparently, I, had I know try... how to use my technology. Well, hey, hey, hey. Mine was not playing in my first one. I had to log in on my Xbox to get it to work. And oh. then it didn't work the first time, and then it worked the second time. You have an Xbox? I have two Xboxes. She's a gamer. Girls play games, too. Yeah. Wow. It's 2019. What? Well, I mean, that was interesting, because this was the big unveil. It wasn't just The Mandalorian. It was also Disney+. Plus. Yes. yes. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of exciting things about what happened last Last night and an early re- earlier release than what we thought. But Christian, if you're listening to us, you can find us on live on YouTube right now or on Fridays at uh, twelve, 12, noon. At, at, 12, yeah, 12, 12 at noon. PST. So overall th- thoughts, starting with Ryan. Oh my goodness, y'all! 
I was so excited when this episode came out. First of all, we were told all week, oh, it's going to be 3 a.m. Yeah, you're going to need to wake up. You're going to need to watch it after you go to sleep. Yada, yada, yada. This thing dropped at 11 p.m. I was PST. wide awake. Wide oh, awake. OMG. And I was like, oh, maybe I should sign into our, our AfterBuzz account. Nah. I bought it. <laughs> Went right in. A seven-day free trial that I know it's going to automatically renew. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. whatever. I was so excited to see this. This is what we've been waiting for ever since Disney bought Lucasfilm. It's the heyday of TV, and we finally have a live-action Star Wars show. I mean, there were moments in this episode that reminded me why I think Star Wars is so cool, why it's so magical, and just what the thrill of watching a new Star Wars content in general that we got it all in this episode, and I cannot wait for the next ones. Zia. <laughs> Yeah, I was really excited. It's one of those where weird things make me emotional. As Christian, other people know, not normal things do. Like, I'm kind of dead inside. But, like, (laughs) when, like... The cutest person ever is kind of dead inside. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of. But, like, weird things, like the opening, when you hear the Harry Potter music, I get a little bit choked up. And it was the same with watching this. When it, like, flashed on the screen, I was like, oh... So I got <laughs> I got a little bit emotional when it first started, um, but I, overall thoughts, I loved it. I think they did such a good job of staying true to Star Wars and also kind of building this new world with these new characters where you're like, I can't wait to see what happens, but I love the feel of it, and I like that we got like a little bit of comedy in there um, and a lot of drama and really good action sequences. I was so impressed with the fight scenes. I'm getting ahead of myself. Loved it. (laughs) I'll say that for me, that was kind of the exciting thing is that, look, we know that on Disney Plus, the original content, they're going to spend a lot of money. We we knew that. But to actually see the show and have it look, have it be like cinema quality effects and, you know, all of that, if they cut any corners, it'd be like... Oh, it feels like Star Wars, sort of. Because Star Wars has always been on the big screen where animated. Yeah, right. So if the first time it's on TV live action, uh, at least in terms of a series, because there were two Ewok TV movies, but <laughs> which I loved, because I was nine. But uh, to have, like, if... Look, if IG-11 didn't look cool, you'd be like, oh, I wish he didn't move. You know, there, like, you know, any of the things that happened, if it didn't look good. So the fact that, like, right away, from the, from the first, like, actual, like, not even huge fight scene, just a little skirmish, I'm like, all right, yeah, that's what it's supposed to look like. This is actually Star Wars, which you never really know what you're going to get, you know. So it, true. So uh, I was very excited right away. With Star Wars and things like Game of Thrones, if they don't go all in in production, it is so, like, the fans just, we won't have it. And yeah. for me, <laughs> we, we will riot. But for me, I was like, dang, they did it. They really did it already in the first episode. I'm so excited to see what they do because we already got these sequences that we'll get into more in depth, but were amazing to me. And it's exactly what I, I'm signing up for. So uh, I want to take us through the characters. We're, we're, the Mandalorian takes place after the Empire has fallen in Return of the Jedi, but well before the rise of the First Order in The Force Awakens. So Zia, you have kind of our introduction to our main yeah. characters so far. So this is, and just characters also that we've just sort of seen in this episode, like one already gets frozen in Carbonite, and that's... Um, <laughs> The, awesome. the bounty, that's the blue guy. That's played by Horatio Sanz, who's a really funny comedian. If you guys don't know who he is, he's hilarious. He was on SNL for yeah. years. And yeah, he's he's great in this, but he's also just in general very funny. Yeah. And they did a great job because I didn't if I didn't know that that was Horatio Sanz, I wouldn't have known that it was him. But he added that comedic element because that character, I don't know what he did, even though it turns out later he probably didn't do much that bad. But like you can't help but feel terrible for this guy. You're like, I'm, I feel so bad for him. Um, and then we had Dr. Pershing. We were introduced to him as well. That's played by, um, and I hope I'm, I'm sure I'm going to butcher this, Omid Abtahi. 
Um, and then, of course, Pedro Pascal is the Mandalorian, which they also call the Mando in the right. beginning scenes. Um, Taika Waititi is IG-11. Wow. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. What a great voice, too. Yeah. Right? I mean, he, he you know, he's in uh, the Avenger movies, mm-hmm. and I, I think he's just on a roll right now. What mm-hmm. a perfect role for him. Is Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The dude's on fire, and he actually directed an episode uh, later this season, so I'm excited yes. to see that, too. He crushed it. And uh, it makes sense that he would be the funniest character in the whole show. Yeah. You know, I just, love what they do with droids. Yeah. I, I, I agree. They always provide... That's the comedic element that I look for is with the yes. droids not as much as the bounty I was more entertained by him. Well, and what they do with the droids is so great because they always have their own unique personalities and you're just like oh I just love each one so much he, oh my god can we just talk IG-11 real quick yeah. because the self-destruct <laughs> that, that's what I was referencing was yeah. so funny and all three times he's like no don't self-destruct yeah. don't do it and just like offering new solutions and complying I thought that was such a Fantastic. It's like living with anxiety. Oh. He's a unicorn. We're <laughs> yeah. like constantly like, should we self-destruct? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It, it, right it, was just, what's happening. it was a great way. Like, like, calm down. Star Wars is so cool because you could have characters like that. I absolutely love that. Yeah. 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 IG-11 was hilarious. That whole part made me laugh. That and, and then the bounty in the beginning. So great. Um, and then we had Carl Weathers who plays Grief Karga, if I'm saying that right. Sorry. They did reference his name. Yeah, yeah. they did. I, I said that right. I was freaking out. Right? Apollo Creed is in Star Wars. They also have the composer from the Creed movies Do doing the really? music. Oh, I didn't realize that's yeah. who that was. That's so cool. they had a lot of cool Rocky ties throughout. I love his character. So I guess he's the guy that Mandalorian is going to be going to to get these bounties mm-hmm. and to get all For the, the big uh, bucks. The big bucks yeah. moving forward. So that's a really cool connect that they have. And I, I hope he pops up like throughout the entire series. Me too. Guessing he will. I'm hoping he will. And then we had um, The Client, which is who... Our, our buddy Grief Karga sent him to. Right. And he is played by Werner Herzog. Werner Herzog. Who is, I guess he's a German actor and producer, and he's very big in that world. But I think, what is it, Jack Ryan? That is sort of was like when he was well-known in the States. He's um, huge. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very big. But I think that was like the first big, like, you, uh, I keep saying U.S. thing. But yeah. Um, and then, am I missing anyone? I know we're going to have Gina Carano, but she wasn't in this episode. No. Right. So, no not for this one. Speaking of oh, you... Nick Nolte. Sorry. No. Oh, okay. yeah. That's the one we should not forget. <laughs> How could I forget? <laughs> should not. Quill? 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 I have spoken. Yes. I have spoken. We've Let's all just spoken. call him that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that character <laughs> before I get too ahead of myself and how I will be using that line anytime anyone tries to give me any sort of shit. <laughs> Let's just talk about the the beginning scenes and kind of leading up to that point. What did you guys think about the introduction to Mando? Are we all in on him? Because I think he is the only person who could play the Mandalorian. <laughs> yes! Can I just talk about how much I loved when he cut the guy in half with the door? Go off. Yeah. <laughs> Go off, Zia. <laughs> it was so amazing. Because I was waiting. He's standing there, and the guy's, you know, like, obviously trying to start shit with you him. You spilled my drink. Yes. Yeah. And I'm just waiting. I'm like, oh, he's going to crack some skulls. Like, this is going to happen right now. And I'm just waiting for it. And it did not disappoint. That was such an amazing fight sequence. I'm already in on the choreography. That was amazing. That was so cool. That might have been the most gritty we've seen Star Wars go quite yet, where they cut a yeah. guy in half. Not by lightsaber, but by a closing door. Yeah. Which I thought was so awesome. And it was a squid guy you don't really care about. Exactly. And maybe, How dare you? I was, he almost, was a bad guy. I was almost I thinking think. that maybe like the other squid part of his body was going to start walking, but no, he's <laughs> dead. He's straight up gone. 
And I just thought that was such an awesome opening, classic Western intro to a character. What I love about that sequence, we were talking just before the show, is there's so much of the different worlds you go to, the literal planets they go to, that are shaped by really just the first act of A New Hope. Like, the first Star Wars movie, like, cantinas always kind of look like that. The streets always look like that. You have land speeders, it's, it, but it's always that gritty, lived-in, just dirty world. And mm. as much as I love Star Trek, Star Trek is always like, well, look how clean it is. Mm-hmm. It's a future where everybody washes everything. And Star Wars is like, we don't got time to wash this, all right? We're running for our lives. We have a class system here. If somebody's going to clean it, they're probably blue. But I love, uh, yeah, and I just love the way it looked. So even really before any action started, uh, I'm just like, oh, I can't, I can't wait to see what this guy does. But the Mandalorian... I hope he never takes his helmet off. I oh, love really? that armor so much. Well, I'm sure I'm sure that'd be good for story, but he just looks so cool. And then about season two, let him take the helmet off. But I mean, look, Boba Fett is barely in the original trilogy, and mm. he's arguably well, he's definitely one of the most popular characters. Yeah. And so when you see it's a, a good Mandalorian, life to live. yeah, when you see Mandalorian <laughs> armor, you're just like, oh, this guy's such a badass. And to actually just see them in action, I, I think it's great. Let's talk about the because we got a little insight to Mando and his we got a little backdrop of what his upbringing was like mm-hmm. and during that scene where he gets Veskar which is a type of metal that only the Mandalorians use right. and we find out that he was a foundling and um, during the time where the Clone Wars his family and him were separated what did you guys think do you guys want a little bit more backstory with him or was that enough I thought really cool sequence I'm really fantastically well edited. We don't get flashbacks in Star Wars mm, that often, unless right. it's a Force flashback. So I just thought that was a, it was really this show kind of establishing its its uh, its way, its style a little bit. Um, I really like that. Plus, just adding on that there's another Mandalorian who has this badass armor helmet. Yeah. I forget. I think that was a woman, and oh, she looked yeah. like a knight in some yeah, way. That was very um, cool. I thought that could have been Gina for a second. Yeah. yeah. Definitely but it wasn't. Possible. It yeah. might, yeah, maybe. She wasn't in the credits, so I don't think that was. Oh, just good point. Crafting yeah, it, yeah. Like, and the fact that this little space rock imperial th- em- emblem symbol thing, you can melt it and turn that into part of your armor. Like, I wonder if that's how they make all their armor. That's how he might have gotten his mask. That's how he got the shoulder For pad. Sure. It yeah. looked so cool, and I just thought that was so fascinating because we're watching that be crafted while also getting insight on his backstory. It was an Great, great emotional scenes. scene. Was that oh. a crier for you? No. Okay. For me, I kind of was like, "Whoa!" You were shocked. No, it was really good though, and I like that it, in a way, humanized him because mostly you're just seeing him as this badass bounty hunter, and he doesn't really show much emotion. He, d- except for in small moments, which I really enjoyed when they were talking about um, how his it was a generous contribution because he was going to give the rest of it. He was donating the rest of the steel that or the metal that they used to make his piece. Um, and it was going to change. My brain is completely forgetting what they were called. The Minorians? No, no the foundlings. Foundlings, thank yeah. you. I kept oh, wanting okay. to say like yardlings. The um, younglings, <laughs> RIP. Never <laughs> forget. Hashtag too soon, <laughs> But it was going to go towards the foundlings. No, and, and but, like, but I mean, also, he's like trying to give money to the Nick Nolte character, who let's just call Nick Nolte. You're right. And yeah. he's just like, no, I don't want your money. And he's like, come on, you earned it. You know what I mean? And I think. It, it at least shows you that, yeah, he's a bounty hunter. Sure, he, he's motivated by money, but he's also fair and just in the way he sees the world. 
And mm-hmm. not to jump all the way to the end, but there is a defining moment in mm-hmm. that scene where you're like, okay, I know everything I need to know about this guy by the way he handled that. Yeah, so, yeah. absolutely. But yeah, even just leading up to it, it sort of, it humanizes him in a way that you're like, oh, this is a character that I can identify with or that I can get behind. It's not like, they want you to root for this character. Oh, and they're I'm doing, so behind him. Yes! I think uh, this was written and directed by John Favreau. Uh, directed by, I think it was directed yeah, by yeah, he, uh, Dave. He wrote this one. Oh, write written it, yeah. by John Favreau. Uh, sorry, my mistake. You're but good. I do, I want to talk about the writing of this episode because not only yeah, Dave, was it... Uh, Dave Filoni is the other executive you. producer. He directed it. Thank yeah. you, thank you, thank you. It's important because they did such a great job and I'm excited to see what each of them do. But just the writing of this episode was so great. I mean, it was only about 37 minutes, I believe, but yeah. we are we are so behind The Mandalorian already and the dialogue was written in such a way that we got a lot of information, but there was also some great Star Wars one-liners. That, mm-hmm. That's what I wait for. So I, I love that. But let's talk about his interactions moving forward and we we get to see that the big money bounty with the Veskar and that he's saying that there's a bunch of that waiting for him. What do you yeah. what did you well, think about it gives him those details mm-hmm. too where he goes it's a fifty year old that's what you're referring to right yeah where, yeah, yeah that's like, mm-hmm. fifty year old you know what a fifty year old looks like and also right. here's the last coordinates the last known coordinates the, and we have like the last four digits so it's like I'm helping digits. you a little bit <laughs> But not that much. But, you know, you're supposed to be that good and you're really expensive, so this should really be easy for you. I thought that was great, the way that he's kind of putting him on task of like, look, I'm giving you a lot of money. You better find this thing, you know. So, uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting. That was a moment I felt in the episode where the show was really finding its footing, where, you know, this is the first live-action Star Wars show. And like you mentioned, so Dave Filoni, he's he's George Lucas's apprentice. He did all the animated shows. Mm-hmm. So I thought really cool they got him to direct this pilot and really establish the tone. And you could just tell there's so much attention to detail. And with that sequence, you could really tell this is the story they're going off to tell. We're going to watch this guy follow these bounties and and follow the story from there. So I really thought that was interesting. And immediately it has you as a viewer asking a question like, okay, who's this person going to be? We know they're they're building up to something. What is this thing going to be at the very end? And all the stormtroopers surrounding him. What a scene. And I I actually wrote, talk about one-liners and quotes. I I wrote down this quote because I loved it so much. They were like, we have you four to one. He goes, I like those ones. Also, like, four stormtroopers, that's really, like, one guy. Yeah. We've seen enough They're not going to hit you. But what's cool about that is they're... So the Empire is done. Yeah. But it looks like the stormtroopers are still for hire. Well, see, that's, I think, a little bit of what's going on sort of in the interim. Mm. If you go back and... I read a little bit of it. This is coming from, like, some books and stuff that... But I haven't read them all. So just in the little bit that I've looked up, there are still out there trying to sort of work their magic and like establish uh I, I don't know if like a reach again they're not Ooh. completely gone they're the still yeah, yeah they're still Never. like yeah, exactly it's well i mean look the the fact that <laughs> however many years whatever it is 25 30 years later you have the the rise of the first order means that they didn't go away entirely it's just they don't they're not centralized like that mm-hmm. yeah i think a lot of a lot of like if you're a stormtrooper you have that armor and you're like well i got to make money so I'll certainly be, you know, a bodyguard for hire, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and I think I don't know if I read this specifically, but I think that this is about five years after Return of the five Jedi. Years, I, th- yeah. I thought I had read that mm-hmm. somewhere. Right. So that's enough time where, you know, you're like, it's going to be hard times, you know. Yeah, so you got to about... try and figure out how to, you know, how to put food on the table. Mm-hmm. So. That's true. They're people, kind of too. <laughs> I mean, in there, there's they people are, in yeah, there. there. We are. have established yeah. that they're not the clone troopers. They're, yeah, yeah, that's true. You're right. They're yeah. real people. Um, yeah. 
Before we get into the next part of the quest, I do want to shout you guys out. Watching right now, if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure to hit that like button. Leave us a comment. We want to keep the conversation going. Obviously, we're a bunch of nerds, so Star Wars talk never ends. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, give us those five stars. Leave us a review there because we also like to talk with you there. But we really appreciate you joining our our Star Wars After Show Club. And let me just, uh, since we're shouting out the people there in the chat, yeah. uh, Eric Opperman mentions effects. that it did take him about an hour to get The Mandalorian going on Disney Plus. Everything else worked, but he couldn't get the show to work, which is what uh, you ran into. Yeah. But he also agrees that he is glad that it actually looked like a Star Wars movie. So... Yeah. So let's talk about the next part of his. So once he leaves and he gets some direction of the big bounty that he's chasing, it seems like he lands in Tatooine. But there's some theories that I read that he might be in Ryloth, and that's where oh. the beasts, uh, those beasts attack that are called Blurgs. Those are really cool, and they have a great backstory. They're all females, and they kill the males during mating. Love to hear it. Love, Love to, to see, see it. it. Males are <laughs> yeah, tadpole. Giant tadpole people. Uh, really cool to see a new Star Wars monster on screen. Uh, and for, I think, a more layman fan, that sequence might have been a little slow. But I was just like, oh, there's new Star Wars animals. Like, how awesome yeah. is this? Yeah, when he's first looking through that little telescope, I thought they were the, the dewbacks that are on Tatooine in A New Hope. And then when you see them up close, like, oh, no, that's something different. <laughs> it, it, they look similar, but these are, like, smaller and uh, much more well-defined in that we know about their mating habits, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I also oh go ahead no goesia I was gonna say I also really enjoyed the sequence of him learning how to write it. was that a yes. tearjerker? Because that was another yes. one for me where I'm like, oh my god, am I watching Seabiscuit? Like, I love this. <laughs> a little bonding happening. Yes. And it shows that he's not amazing. He can still learn things. He's not amazing at everything yet. He's mm. obviously never seen a blur. Well, not never seen a blurb before, but he's definitely never written one. Right. So that was really, again, another way of humanizing him. I just love the way that they're sneaking those little Me moments too. in. For not being able to see his face and him, us being able to humanize with him, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how yeah. does that even happen? But And it was great in that sequence how the, what's the Nick Nolte character's name now? Nick I feel Nolte. stupid. Quill? I feel stupid calling it. Okay. So Nick Nolte. And he's just like, you're a Mandalorian. Your ancestors rode, I think he said the great Mythosaur. I might be wrong. Yes, he did. He said Mythosaur. And so he's like, oh, God, this guy just totally called me out. All right, let me get back up there. So I thought that was good to see. Because he's like, how about a speeder bike, Lance, but something? Can I? Why do I have to ride one of these things? So I thought it was cool that he kind of called out his heritage. His well, even more background of him. Yeah. What was an interesting line he had, too, was that I guess other bounty hunters had been through there, and they're just causing yeah. trouble. So mm-hmm. he gave a reason to why he's helping. He wasn't yeah. helping yeah. for no reason, which I feel like in a lot of old-time Westerns, that sometimes happens with the protagonist. It's just like this guy that comes along, he's like, oh, I'll help you. But uh, so I, I have thought that was spoken. A really, I have spoken. <laughs> I have spoken. And yeah, he doesn't like, take the payment. It was just a really, I thought it was a really great scene. And like you said, it helped humanize the Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah, he just wants peace. He's like, can we just, I need to get these people out or these, you know, whatever they're out of here yeah. because th- there's just too much there war. Is yeah, causing, like causing all this Yeah, strife. so let's talk about this scene because, whoa, IG-11 and Mando team up. And I love when he sees IG-11, he's like, oh, droid. Because yeah, <laughs> he clearly doesn't like droids. <laughs> yeah. Because the same thing happened when the speeder came along. He goes, no droids. And he instead gets in the, like, broken down almost, like, clunky, crappy speeder because Qu- it's piloted and, and by a human. Out, piloted by comedian Brian Posehn, mm-hmm. which which was a nice little cameo to see in there. Was it? That was, yeah, that was yeah. him driving the And he speeder. tweeted about it today. Yeah. Oh. That was great. Yeah. 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 And then he got eaten. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, watch out! Watch the ice. Yeah, 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 that happens. But that scene was awesome. I mean, IG Eleven was taking people out, and he didn't even give them a time to answer. He's like, "I need this right now," and then there was no right now. Right now was right now. There was no countdown. And he's he's obviously you know the same. I don't know, not species, but the same design as the well-known bounty hunter from Empire Strikes Back, IG Eighty Eight. But this is clearly a different character as we see as it goes along but this is IG-11 so I always thought that was a really cool character he never moved like this because he barely did anything the bounty hunters in Empire Strikes Back mostly just stood around and looked super cool but didn't actually do anything so to actually see that he spins in that way I'm like all the years that I had an IG-88 action figure I never thought that maybe he might spin I would have broken him if he did but still I never even thought that he might have moved like that so it was really cool to see and the idea that he cannot be captured because they don't want to ca- copy the design. Yeah. So he'll, mm-hmm. The self-destruct, as funny as that was, that was real. Yeah. In that if they get him, then you, you can just make their own IG-88s. That's how superior of a droid he is. Yeah. I thought that was so awesome. Again, we mentioned Taika earlier. Did such a great job. And how I, they immediately formed this bond. He had some kind of badge where he says, I'm part of the... Uh, the guild. The guild. Yeah. 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 So which just makes me under. think of the great bond, point, the, bonds, right? the bondsman guild is what he calls it. Yeah. You know, which obviously that's basically bounty hunters. You know? And it kind of shows us with that self-destruct that we are at a time of serious unrest and like a wartime where Mm -hmm. people have to be worried about the type of technology they're using and their plans. So I do love that. But the scene that happens now is where I just go, all right, I'm all in. (laughs) I'm all in when Mando comes out just blazing. What did you talk about it? Just when he he gets that massive gun that they bring out and he's like, he's like, draw the fire and I'm gonna go get it and he get, he has like a grappling hook and he pulls it towards him and shoots and he done everyone's dead everyone everyone is dead that was so amazing so awesome uh, so that, that moment made me think what if what if Frank Castle the Punisher got into some Mandalorian <laughs> he would have done exactly that so you That's know I, I really appreciated point. that, that yeah. it's just like yeah everyone's dead now okay let's go it was punishing <laughs> yeah big time what a great action sequence too and that they're like both totally at wit's end they have them all cornered and he just uses IG-11's uh, skills hey you can take a few shots and I'm just gonna get that cannon and really wreck shop yeah mm-hmm. love that sequence to no end um, and he also couldn't use part of uh, the the, the weapons he had on his arm because he got shot yeah. earlier. Yeah. Mando so. checked in on him like a good bro would. Yeah. Love that scene. <laughs> and it's funny because I, I thought that would be kind of the end of the scene. We wouldn't get another rewarding moment that happened and I was totally fine with that because it was such sure. a rewarding scene. But then what followed is oh kind God. of like the big kaboom, what people didn't even want to tweet about because they didn't want to give it up. And they are entering this room. Paint the scene, stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm painting the scene. They enter this room they see a little <laughs> carriage and it has to kill one more guy. Yeah. There's one more guy. There's always one more guy to kill. Silence. Yeah. Suspense is building. We see a little carriage with an Imperial logo. So we're getting a little bit of insight into what's happening. What is that? Then Mando comes in, is an ageist. And once they open the carriage <laughs> and he says, they said he'd be 50. And I was like, what's happening? And then IG-11 has to culture him and say, some species age differently, Mando. <laughs> Chill out. Yeah. They live for centuries. And then 
what do we get? A Yoda-like species that we still don't know what the name of the species is, but we just know that it's a baby Yoda and it's the most adorable thing that's so ever cute. hit the freaking earth. So cute. Wait, can I adopt one of those as a baby? Can I oh have my I don't gosh. want a human baby. Yeah, I want one of the, I want one of those. They're so cute. I have two kids. I've held them both when they're newborn. <laughs> I don't okay. know if they were cuter than baby Yoda. Baby Yoda might be the cutest thing I've ever seen. Ever. Oh. I mean, look, for Whoa. those of you on YouTube, look at those eyes. I'm not trying to gas oh, myself no. up right now. This is the first and only time I've been able to say this in a way that's not self-deprecating. My parents told me when I was born, I looked like a mixture of Yoda and Winston Churchill. So what? if this is what I looked like, I will take that. Were you chewing a cigar? <laughs> I don't know. So I was like cute. demanding I'm and gross. I'm going to need to see baby pictures yeah. of But it's you. fine. It's also what okay. he does yeah. after because IG-11's about to take it out. Well, yeah. that, that's the interesting point is that they clearly have different orders mm-hmm. because they were very clear with Mando that it's like we really want it alive, but yeah, I'll give you half. If the you, scientist yeah. more wanted mm-hmm. was yeah. like, no, the scientist bring is him like, alive. No, I need it alive. Yeah. yeah, so I thought that was interesting. What they realized that they actually had a different objective. So somebody completely different hired IG Eleven, which I think uh, earlier in the scene the thinking was like, oh yeah, that would make sense. You hire two bounty hunters because you're not sure if one of them's going to get it done. So right. I thought that was a really cool and surprising reveal. The shot got me, by the way. When they zoom in on Mando- Mandalorian's face and you just hear a blaster shot, uh-huh. I was like, yeah. oh! And then it, IG-11 falls. Right. Yeah, okay. But that that's also interesting because if he's a part of this guild... That means he just killed a guild member. Right. Yeah. And so. also didn't complete the bounty by choice, mm. which is interesting. Like, I, I mean, wonder what the repercussions Bounty I mean, Hunter 101 is that uh, you wouldn't do what he did. Exactly. And, and IG-11 didn't even get to do his self-destruct. So now, <laughs> now you know, he can make a whole army of them. He, or he true. might self-destruct him at the beginning of the next episode and That's make true. it look like... He's self-destructed. That's a good point. If he doesn't do that, oh, I would. Uh, yeah, it's smart. Really I, smart. I hope uh, Mando's watching right now. Yeah, Mando Friday. shoots to kill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't. Yeah. He's got it. I was just gonna say with Yoda. I mean, all we know about Yoda and that species is that he was like eight hundred. 900 years old 900 by, by Return of the Jedi I think he says yeah, yeah yeah so we know this baby Yoda was made 10 to 15 years before episode 1 by the by him being 50 years old that's what right. we can kind of concur but Ryan and I do a Star Wars news show every week Thursdays 4pm PST and we actually broke down Yaddle, Yaddle. Which is, or Yaddle, Yaddle or Yaddle, she's the only other species like Yoda that we've seen, and she's a female Yoda, Yoda. and that was very, very brief uh, in the prequels. Yeah, in in Phantom Menace. We've only seen Yoda and Yaddle on screen before for Mm -hmm. for that species. Mm -hmm. We still don't have a name for Yoda's species. Um, You know, he goes to Dagobah to hide. I don't think that's where his species is from. Mm -mm. Um, So there's very little known. I think what we can infer from this episode is that it's a very rare species. Um, For all we know, they could all be Force-sensitive because the other two that we've seen on screen Mm -hmm. are Force-sensitive. That's like the big question, yeah. Yeah. Is this going to be related to the Force somehow? And I think also um, it's really interesting, too, that we're getting this because I've read some fans, some theories out there, and I don't know. I mean, obviously, we have no idea yet, but some theories that got me being, like, (gasps) kind of excited that it could be Yoda and Yaddle's baby. I don't know if that works out timeline-wise, but I read it, and now I can't, like, unthink it. When does Yoda have time for action? Well, it would have been 50 years ago. 
And, you know, he was hiding out 50 years ago. You're what right. are you going to do to pass the time? I mean... You know? He uh, seems like a pretty loyal Jedi. I'm pretty sure. around. That's true. You know? We forgot the Jedi are like our priests in Italy. Right. <laughs> also, he... <laughs> I was going to say, oh, he's pretty feeble, but then, again, you're thinking back to, like, Attack of the Clones. You the got, dude you can got, turn in a you got to think of prequel Yoda and how, <laughs> how spry he was and how he, he kind of spry. fakes it a little bit. Yeah. Also, do we know that they have sex to reproduce? Maybe they don't. Maybe they reproduce in a different way. We don't know I anything. Want, sidebar, <laughs> I want the Jedis to be able to have relationships, yeah. but we'll get so, into yeah. that so, later. So, yeah. so did Obi-Wan. With you, <laughs> Uh, well, that wraps up our breakdown of this episode. Let's move to our special segment, right? Kind of an I moment of the episode. Again, this that. is the moment in the episode where we thought, okay, I'm all in. You know, this is this show has had so much buildup. Disney's really putting a lot of eggs in this show's basket in that, hey, join Disney Plus because of The Mandalorian. And yeah, you know, if you're a Star Wars fan, you're going to watch this yeah. regardless. Even if it's not good, you're probably still going to watch it. Mm-hmm. So what we're talking about, what were the moments in this episode where you were like, okay... Amen. For real. Like, uh, this is living up to the expectation. This means a lot, and they are doing it. Um, I'll start real quick, which is with my moment. The moment for me came about 20 minutes into the episode. It was right after he spoke with uh, Carl Weathers and um, and Werner, Werner Herzog, and he goes into his Mandalorian like hideout hut with all the yeah. other Mandalorians there. For me, right when he got in there and they started melting that that space rock and putting on the armor i was like there is lore there was a lot of thought put into this like this is awesome and this is something that like people like you said we know jango fett boba fett we know some mandalorians from the star wars rebel series we are seeing just some incredible bold choices from this show and for me when he puts on his his new shoulder pad I was like, let's go. Like, I want to see this armor in action, non piercing. And for me, that was my carbon eye moment. Nice. Awesome <laughs> moment. Awesome. I'm going to be perfectly honest. I'm so easy to please. Mine was when the, the fight sequence in the cantina and he got cut in half by the door. That was really, I was like, cool, I'm in. I'm Two minutes walk. in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It started out amazing and it just, yeah, all, I was all in. <laughs> Uh, mine kind of jumps the gun because it's actually a newsworthy moment. I was so excited when what's Ratio Sense's character's name? Oh, just the the, the blue the, guy. The, no, but it's like he's just he's, like the he's the uh, the bounty. The they bounty. just call him the bounty. The bounty. So yeah. when he's yammering and trying to get uh, you know Mandalorian to let him go, he says, "I hope I make it home in time for Life Day." Oh! And that's the craziest thing ever because I sent these pictures to Ryan. Uh, sorry, Jeff. you're Ryan. I'm used to Ryan being in the booth. Jeff yeah, in the booth. Def- this is different. Yeah, this is different having Ryan over here. And <laughs> Life Day is what the uh, the Star Wars holiday special centers around. And the first picture, there's an animated sequence in that special, which is the oh first God. appearance of Boba oh. Fett. Before you see him in Empire Strikes Back, he's in the animated sequence. But if you go to the the TV Guide ad, is kind of the graphic <laughs> that I like the most. Uh, and so the actual yes. the Star Wars holiday special, Chewie's trying to get back to Kashyyyk for Life Day. For Life Day, you meet his family. And to me, this was always just the dirty little secret of Star Wars. Right. It's, yeah. And it's amazing. And we will definitely have to do a, a watch along some point before Christmas. A must. And 
and I could not believe that Life Day oh is canon. canon. How could Life of... Day be canon? Because it's this piece of garbage, which I love, by the way, because it's so bad. <laughs> the Wookiees are wearing red robes because they didn't want to actually dress a bunch of people in Wookiee suits. And they've ignored you can it. see Chewbacca right there. He's in a red robe. Why? Because it's cheaper than putting on the whole suit. With my daddy. I think it was a Handmaid's Tale crossover, too. So. You know what? Great observation. Oh, yeah, that was what I thought. Yeah. So I could not believe you said that in something that is obviously canon. Like, you know, extended universe, like a comic book or a novel. Yeah, sure. But I couldn't believe that he said Life Day. So it's such a minor thing. But I was so excited. That's all huge. it takes sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. There was actually that moment, too. Oh, when, yeah, it's just the, it just it just made me laugh because I loved it so much when they had the uh, the Kowakian monkey lizards that was that one was being spit roasted the oh, other one was yeah. in a cage oh. it was salacious crumb yes. species yes yeah. and I was like oh my god and I had to pause it and and go I back. mean the one watching <laughs> the other one be spit roasted oh, yes. is oh. just like this horrifying you know yeah because really? he knows so he's next yeah. I, I started to feel empathy towards him I was like oh but oh. he did look delicious so I would oh, have loved to have both okay my carbon eat moment was I kind of already dug into this, but it's that scene when Mando comes out and just slays everyone yes. with their own weapons. Like that cannon? Yeah. yeah. The, I mean, that is so, like, I'm not here to play. I can bring you in cold or I can bring you in warm. <laughs> I can bring y'all in cold That's now. a great line. Yeah. yeah. That was really good. So that was mine. And now I'm really excited to get into our news and gossip brought to us by Zia. Yeah. We have um, Christian actually sent me this one. There's one small one that I'll just get into before. The reason that we never saw any um, like early uh, uh, predictions, spoilers. Thank you, spoilers or any like um, my teasers. Thank you, like teasers (laughs) and basically people breaking down episodes like we're doing right now and reviews, uh, early reviews is because they never sent out any um, screeners for this. This was the one they did like a 30 minute extended sort of preview for some people, but no screeners were sent out. So you had to watch it on launch day, just like everybody else, even if you were someone that writes things up. Yeah, they like really didn't want this to be spoiled. Um, Because it would have been. It would have been. Absolutely. Somebody would have said something on Twitter and you would have accidentally seen it. It's, It's a really hard thing to miss. Um, and then Christian sent me this one, which was actually really funny. So in an interview with um, Hollywood, uh, Reporter. Hollywood Reporter Werner Her- with Werner Herzog, he has, first of all, never seen any of... They asked him what it was going to be like working with... My brain is... John Favreau. John Favreau. I can't remember anything That's right now. That's why I'm here. Thank you. Um, John Favreau. He's never seen any of John Favreau's movies. And he's never seen any Star Wars movies. <laughs> Yikes. So he basically just came into it and was like, yeah, I mean, I just think that this is going to be a good role. I'm going to do it. He had no idea what was going on. Um, he doesn't really watch much TV or movies at all. He says he watches like three to four movies a year. So it's not <laughs> offensive. It's yeah. like, don't take this personal. Yeah, no, he says burner. that he mostly reads, you know, like, I don't know, Greek mythology. But like once once a year, he checks out WrestleMania just to see what's going on. Yeah. So Amazing. I thought that was Thank great. Thank you, Grand Admiral Zia. Well, unfortunately, that is all the time we have, so we do have to get into predictions really Your quick. After Buzz TV predictions. Mando is going to kill everybody else next week on Friday. He's like, he killed a bunch of people this week. Next week, everybody else is going. He's coming for you, Carl Weathers. Ooh. There you go. Oh, that's a really good point. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, he, I think that he's now going to go on a mission to protect our little baby Yoda, and he's going to be like Daddy Yoda for a little while. How sweet was it with the little finger? He just I touches. Know. That was beautiful. I mean, Mando's adorable. The E.T. moment, really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I predict that uh, maybe the next few episodes is going to be him 
trying to deliver this young Yoda species being to safety and making sure that no one does anything to it because it just looks so innocent and frail. Uh, so I, I hope that's not the entire season, but if they really dive deep into that mythology, I'm, I'm in. I know Me we're too. trying to wrap up. Do we know how many episodes this season eight. is? Eight. It's eight. A crazy yeah. eight. A crazy that's eight. eight. That's eight. I, I'm canceling I right agree now. with you, Rye. If they dive deeper into his hist- history and mythology of mm. his character and species, I'm all in for them, that being the storyline of the eight episodes. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, Christian, where can the fans find you until next week? You can find or me until on, Friday! You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ChristianDMZ, and you can find Zia and I Thursday over on the Popcorn Talk Network for Marvel Movie News at 1 p.m. Pacific. Love mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm Zia Anderson, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zia underscore land. It's spelled X-I-A. And also, Christian and I, myself, again, on Marvel News Daily, also on the Popcorn Talk, if you want quick Marvel news blurbs. Talking all gotcha. about Disney Plus yeah. today. I'm paid up for three years. <laughs> there you go. And I'm Ryan Nilsson. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryan Nilsson, N-I-L-S-E-N. And Steph and I for the Star Wars News Show, 4 p.m. Pacific on Thursdays. Popcorn Talk. I'm Steph Sabral. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Steph Sabral and what he said 4 p.m. on Thursdays. Until next time, next, no, until Friday. next Friday. 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 Oh my God. Friday at noon. May the force be with you. <laughs> Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.